Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. This episode of Bookmarked is brought to you by Libro FM. Get two books for the price of one with your first month of membership using the code BOOKSTACKED. Again, use promo code BOOKSTACKED when you start your membership at Libro.fm. Or check the show notes for a quick link to get started. Offer only valid for new members in the US and Canada. Chelsea, and welcome to the Bookmark Podcast. Today, I am here with Michael Hello. and Saul, Hello. and we will be talking about NaNoWriMo. Now, for those of you who have never heard this funny-sounding word that Michael thinks I might be pronouncing incorrectly, it stands for National Novel Writing Month, and it is a worldwide event where, for the month of November, future novelists attempt to write a 50,000-word novel. We figured that the end of October was the perfect time to talk about our own experiences with this challenge, share some of our struggles and triumphs, and hopefully inspire those of you who might be considering it to give it a try. So let's get started. So I was hoping we could start off this discussion by sharing our own experiences with NaNo, how we heard about it, if we've ever attempted it ourselves, and maybe how those attempts went for us. Michael, I was wondering if you wanted to get started. How do you pronounce NaNoWriMo? Well, Chelsea, my experiences with NaNoWriMo have been bad so far, I'll just say. I've tried it maybe three or four times, but I've never won it. I don't think I've ever come close. 20,000 words is the closest I've ever got to completing actual NaNoWriMo, which I say because I did once write a novel longer than 50,000 words in just over a month. So I don't know if I can count that for the sake of talking about actual NaNoWriMo in November. I've never actually won it. But I've always had mostly fun experiences doing it. It can be stressful, but that's kind of exciting when you're struggling to try and keep on track with everyone else. You're keeping up with like your friends and other writers online. I see. NaNoWriMo instead of Remo. Hmm. That one might be on me. You might be right there. In your defense, when I first saw the word NaNoWriMo, I was definitely pronouncing it NaNoWriMo for a long time until I heard people start saying NaNoWriMo. I was really resistant to it at first, and then I was like, National Novel Writing Month. Okay, I get it. But it's a made-up word, too, so it's just kind of like, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Keep saying it how you want to say it. <laughs> so, Saul, what is your experience with National Novel Writing Month? You know, I think there are probably going to be listeners who are like, why are they talking about this? because I also have never successfully completed NaNoWriMo, which I'll probably spoil it. Chelsea has successfully completed NaNoWriMo, and she wrote an entire series sort of blogging and sharing her experience about it last year on Bookstacked. So I'm going to link to those articles in the show notes, because I think everybody should take a look at them. They were really fascinating, 
and great, and she'll probably talk about that in a little while. But anyway, I, I just want to preface say that before I continue any further. I've probably done it twice myself. I think like Michael, probably the farthest I've ever gotten has been about 20,000 words. Even though I've never completed a book within a month, it was still really beneficial for me because obviously all three of us here, we like to write fiction and we're into creative writing. And so I do write a lot, but the value I have gotten from NaNoWriMo the few times I have done it is that even though I haven't completed a 50,000 word novel in a month, even those 20,000 or 15,000 words that I was able to, to complete was very valuable. It gave me like a solid head start on my book. And sometimes I feel like it can be really difficult for me to get the wheels turning when I'm starting a new project. And it just takes a while to sort of get in that mindset and get into the world and into the minds of the characters. But NaNoWriMo forces you to do everything very quickly and it forces you to be sloppy about it and embrace the sloppiness. And there's, I think, I think there's a value in that. So I, even though I haven't successfully completed it, I definitely really like NaNoWriMo because I think even if just, I think even just attempting NaNoWriMo, there's a lot of value in it if you are somebody who wants to write a book. Yeah, and I think that's exactly why I wanted to have this conversation and why I was happy to have this conversation with people who had a different experience than mine, because you get so much out of this, I think, by simply attempting it. Getting to that end word goal is definitely not everything. It's not even close to everything. Um, it's sort of one check mark on a list of things that this month-long challenge can bring you. And yeah, I think that's that's such a great perspective on it. I actually, I first heard about NaNo in November of 2019, and I considered doing it, but things were really crazy, and I just didn't. And so I convinced myself that I would add, write a novel to my list of like yearly goals for 2020 before I knew what 2020 was going to be. And so I was like, oh, I'll have a year to write a novel instead of just a month. That'll be so much easier. And then 2020 was 2020. And of course, that flew right out the window. But I think even more than that, a year is a really long time. And it's very easy to convince yourself, I've got plenty of time left, which is why I kind of like that NaNoWriMo is in November, because it is the end of the year. It does feel like things are ticking down. It does feel like, all right, I have this amount of time, but there's not more time I can push this off into. And so at the end of 2020, I still had that on my sort of yearly bucket list, and I wanted to do it. Um, I was writing for Bookstacked at that point, and I thought it could make a cool writing series, which I don't know why I added more writing to the things that I was doing. That was maybe a little bit silly, but I did end up finishing. I got to like 51,000 and some change and was like, the end, it's done. I don't care. It's over. But there is a, there is a book, I guess, saved in the cloud somewhere that I wrote and it's there and it exists. So that's cool. But I got so much more out of the experience than just that. And I really like talking about it with people, not because I can say like, I wrote a book, but because I can be like, it was an incredible experience and I really want other people to give it a try too. So I think that was really the, the whole inspiration behind having this conversation and, and publishing this episode now. Uh, sort of encourage you, especially if you're sort of on the fence or if you've heard about it and you're thinking about it, or if you, like me, have spent a year putting off some writing project, 
that this might be the month to to give it a try and and just see what happens and see if you enjoy it and and see if you can do it. I think that was the biggest thing for me is I really like taking on challenges that I think I can't accomplish. I like proving to myself like I can do that thing. I can succeed even if it's hard or scary or seems impossible. Yeah, I think I think Nano's a great great challenge for that and I really I hope we can inspire some people to give it a try um and sort of on that note the next thing I wanted to talk a little bit about was we wanted to give people some tips or inspiration or just even talk about our own experiences with a couple of areas of this attempt to like write a book in a month because it sounds really hard and really crazy but the truth is that if you can break it down into steps and you can take it sort of one thing at a time you can make it a bit easier for yourself. And so I think the first big piece is just getting started, deciding you're going to do this and deciding what you're going to write about those first couple of days or even just the week leading up to it, how you can best prep and get yourself ready. And so, yeah, I was wondering if you guys had any ideas for listeners about the best way that you would recommend maybe to, to get started or even to start thinking about taking on this challenge. Okay, what I'm about to say is probably just writing advice in general in, in terms of getting started. So it's not necessarily NaNoWriMo specific. I don't think uh, there's any like one way to approach starting to write a book. And so with that in mind, I feel like the advice that I would give is find the way that makes sense for you. There are some people, for example, who are what we call pantsers, who, who just write as it comes to them. And then there are other people who outline everything in great detail or other people who outline things sort of in in a very loose way. And for me, I know personally from experience, because I've tried a lot of different methods of getting ready and preparing to write a book, I'm for sure an outliner. I, I need an outline. I'll have a spreadsheet usually of the chapters I want to have. And then like next to the cell, there'll be like just a few sentences of what's going to happen in each chapter. I don't necessarily plan everything beat by beat. But I do need to know like what those chapters are. And that's really important for me uh, before I can even start writing. Because if I start writing, I'm going to get through like a chapter and then I'm going to have no idea what to do next. And I'm going to hit a wall all of a sudden. So that would be my advice. Like figure out what works best for you. Or, like especially if you're a new writer and you've never done this before. Like what process works for you? What do you need to do to set yourself up for success? If outlining is something that's going to set yourself up for success, do that. If flashcards, note cards that you can rearrange with different plot points is going to set you up for success, prepare that. So that way you can just start off running when November 1st hits. Yeah, I think that's great. And I like what you said about pantser versus planner. I think it's also really good to remember that there's things in the middle. I I'm kind of in between those two. So for me, it was really important that I knew a general idea of what the beginning, middle, and especially the end was. What was the result I was working towards that would be the climax and the end of the story. But everything else in between, I kind of just gave myself permission, like, no, I'll figure it out when I get there. And because of the time crunch, I did figure out what I got because I had to figure out what to do with it. So I'm the opposite to Saul and kind of mostly the opposite to you in that I'm a complete pantser. Like I, I've tried outlining and I just can't do it. Um, that's just generally in writing though. Like I'll go in with an idea of a story that I want to tell and I'll have a, a rough idea of where I want it to end and I'll just write it. However, I think that's a bad mindset to go into NaNoWriMo with. 
and I think that's why I've failed so many times because I think the first time I ever done NaNoWriMo, I literally just on the day like woke up and was like, right, okay, let's write a book. What should we write about? And then I've just gone in it and I've been like, right, that's when I got like a chapter in five thousand words, and I was like, this is the worst idea I've ever had in my life. Like I had nothing going for. So I think to all the pantsers out there, if you are planning on doing NaNoWriMo, have an idea in mind of what you want to write about. You don't need to do a massive detailed outlines, chapter outlines if you don't want, but just know what you're going to talk about, know what you want to write about, because if you don't, then you'll probably end up getting burned out in the first few days. Big advice that I have for people too is you'd be amazed at how easily your brain puts together story because you've been hearing stories your whole life, because you've watched movies, because you've read books, your brain knows how to get you from point A to point B. It knows how to reach a climax and then have falling action, kind of, in a way. I mean, I'm not going to say it's going to be like brilliant ideas, but it can get you there. I was really surprised as I got to the end of the writing process how it felt easy to get the things I wanted to fit into the structure I had created simply because I think my brain was like, well, now this happens because we've seen this happen with 13 million other versions of telling any kind of story. And some people I think might hear that and think, oh, but does that mean I'm going to write something that's very tropey or has a lot of cliches because I'm just kind of pulling from everything else that I've read? And you're not going to be publishing this tomorrow. And again, I think this is general writing advice. The first draft is meant to be, like, really crappy, even outside of NaNoWriMo. Like, the first draft of your story is not going to be great. And so it's okay to sort of explore those tropes. It's okay to sort of explore those cliches. It's okay to be inspired by other things in the beginning uh, to sort of help you structure the story and figure out the characters and the setting and the conflicts. And just remember that, you know, once you finish your first draft, you're going to go back and you're going to revisit it. I mean... If if it's something you want to continue to pursue or you could move on to another project, there's no right or wrong thing to do. But, you know, you know, if this is something you want to publish and eventually show people, you're going to have that opportunity to go back. You're going to have that opportunity to to make it really yours and not something that's a knockoff of, of something else. Yeah, absolutely. I think you're right. The goal is to get a first draft. The goal is not to have a published book by the end of a month because well, that would be crazy. And on that as well, is a lot of people start NaNoWriMo and in the first few days they'll have like a blistering start. They'll get a few thousand words a day and then by the end of the first week they're completely burned out and they don't know what they're doing anymore. And I think a lot of people can, one, be put off by that when they get to the end of that first week. They'll think, right, well, that's me, I'm done, I can't write anymore. And also, but then there's people that will kind of like try and push through and I think those are the people that end up winning NaNoWriMo. Like, beginnings can be really easy and fun, and endings can be really easy and fun. But that part in the middle, like, you just need to keep putting words down when you get to that. Like, don't be fooled by the first few days thinking that it's going to be easy. But also, don't be completely disheartened when you start struggling to get a few hundred words a day compared to the 1,600 odds that you're supposed to hit every day. Like, that's another reason I've failed, because I've got to that point and thought, I've got I've, I've written all my ideas like I don't have any more like that I don't have anything left in me just keep pushing through write as many tropes as you want as you say like a few hundred bad 
trophy words are better than giving up and writing no words. Yeah, I love that. I think I think that should be on like a nano t-shirt. But yeah, I totally agree. I think the second and third weeks are the hardest by far. But there's no real risk to failing, which I think is great. You can try it, and if it doesn't work out, total like no loss. It's a hundred percent fine. I think the biggest piece of advice I got that really helped me with that with staying motivated was that you don't need to include everything. Most books published, I think, are between like 70,000 and like 90,000. So 50,000 is a shorter book. So it's okay if you don't include every scene maybe that you wanted to, or if you skip a couple of things to get yourself to something that you're excited to write about. I think the most important thing in those in those middle moments is just writing something that makes you excited. And I think also not being afraid to like totally change direction of the book too. I I was reading something about Nano where someone said, I got really bored with my like rom-com story. So I just threw ninjas in because that seemed fun. Yeah, ninjas are fun. Include, no one, no one's judging, include them if that's the storyline you want to write. Um, just not being afraid to let the story go in sort of a wild direction or change. And just keeping yourself excited about whatever you're writing that day is always really, really good. Yeah, kind of what you're touching on there is something else that I think is just a brilliant piece of like general writing advice is that you can write any part of the story you want. Like there's no, like you're not, no one's forcing you to write your story in order. So like if you get the, the opening and then you don't know what to do, but you know that later on there's going to be this really exciting scene. Like just, just write that scene. <laughs> like write the ending if you want. Like if you have your beginning, like your middle scenes, in your end just write in any order you want like i tell people that a lot and i've spoken about that in writing classes a lot writing should be exciting and fun like for you if you're really struggling that hard but you know like just write anything even if it's nothing to do with the story that you're writing just it that's what i the thing of the nano rhino is to write fifty thousand words and okay this might be cheating a little bit but start writing another story if you want like if you've written twenty thousand words and you're feeling burned out start writing 5,000 words of a different story. The, the most important thing that I'll probably keep going back to is just getting words out. That's the way that I've kind of looked at it before as well. And I think to go along with that too, don't delete anything. If you have put the time into writing like a 100 or so words and you look back at it the next day and you don't like it, just leave it alone. You can go back and that's what the editing process is for. You can go back and change it later if this is something you want to continue. But for your word count, leave the words. You wrote them down. You got them on the page. They might come in handy later. Maybe you'll want to move them around. Honestly, I had kind of a policy uh, when I was writing mine where I just didn't reread anything. When I would pick up again the next day, I would reread maybe the last couple of sentences to remember where the story was going but I wouldn't reread anything I had written before because I knew if I did, I'd get too stuck in my head of like, well, that was terrible. Maybe I shouldn't have written that. So just just keep moving down the page. Don't worry about what's up top. Those words are done. They're crossed off your list. Keep adding more, 100%. Yeah, it's all kind of touched on it earlier as well, Like, and you've kind of touched on it there. First drafts, like, I don't care how good of a writer anyone is, your first draft is bad. Like, just accept that. Like that's get that out of your mind 
it's you're going to read it and you're going to think it's the worst book you've ever read, and that's okay. Like that's not a failure. That's just that's just writing. Yeah, and you have a book to read, and I think that kind of brings me to the last piece I want to talk about, which is when you do get to the end and you do have that draft in front of you. I think the best piece of advice I got about it was to put it down for a little while. If you're not burnt out after a month of writing 2,000 to 3,000 words every day, that's incredible. Like, well done. Um, But I know I was. And also, I do think you get that you're 100% the next time you read it going to get that feeling of like, this is the worst thing anyone's ever written. Don't give that to yourself right after you've accomplished something this cool and exciting and after you've finished this and and written all those words down give yourself permission to just like celebrate that and then go back and reread it or or look at it or decide what you want to do with it a little bit later there is that sort of very real sense of pride you get when you see the thing and you see the word count at the end and you get to post the picture on instagram of like look at my word count isn't that crazy circling back a little bit to my first comments as a NaNoWriMo failure, <laughs> I would say that what Chelsea said, you know, keep going even applies after NaNoWriMo ends, even if you don't reach your, your 50,000 words. Like I said before, even if you attempted, even if you got 10,000 or 20,000 words in, like, that is a nice, solid chunk of writing that you've done. And it's a good start for you to keep going. And in the way I'm talking to myself a little bit here, because I started writing a book in 2016 and that first draft came to me so quickly. I wrote it in like six months, which was the fastest I'd ever written a book. I think it was about 130,000 words and I was really proud of it. And I gave it to a bunch of people to read. They helped me identify what what the weaknesses and strengths were. And then like I had just a really hard time figuring out how I was going to address those things. And it's taken me, that was in 2016, we're now in 2021, two weeks ago I finished rewriting it for the second time. So this was the third time I wrote that book. And it's now in the best state it's ever been. But this last time, this last draft, I started it in September of 2019. So it's taken me two years to write this final, almost final draft of this book. I still need to go through it probably at least one more time. And I'm not saying that you need to like go through that. I, hopefully you don't have to rewrite it. Like me, I felt for me, I felt like it's been necessary to do that with this particular project. But my point is you might have in your head a specific timeline of when you're going to finish this book. For me, I thought I was going to have it all done within a year or two, especially after that high of finishing it within six months. And that wasn't, that hasn't been the case for me. Instead, this has been a five year long journey for me to, to finish writing this book. And I'm trying to come to terms with the fact that that's okay. Like that's what this book required from me. And so if you don't finish your your project in November, just keep going. Like like keep embracing it and be open to to continuing. And maybe maybe a month isn't what you needed for this project. If you keep going, you're going to eventually get there. So I wanted to share just one quote that hopefully is a little bit inspiring to people and I've thought about it a lot. And this came from an interview I did with Sabah Tahir several years ago. And I asked her, what tips do you have for people who want to become full-time writers? And one of the things she said was, I would say, don't give up. It took me six years to write my first book. A lot of people say, oh, I was going to write a book. But the thing is, if you want to write a book, you find a way to write a book. 
People who are writers have to write. They find a way to do it. People have written books in prison while they're starving, when they have no money, or when they're living in homeless shelters. People find ways to get their thoughts out there. As a writer, if you find yourself making excuses like I'm in school and I have kids, just find little places where you can write, little elbows of time. I wrote so much of Ember in the Ashes in these 15 or 20 minute pockets of time between my kids sleeping and when I was home from work before doing family stuff. That's something not enough people realize. You can write a book not having to sit down every day for five hours in front of a computer. It takes longer, but it is possible. So I just really liked that advice from her. And that's from somebody who is a published writer. And it's just if you're not able to complete it in a month, like don't be down on yourself. Just continue. You know, hopefully it doesn't take five or six years for you, but hopefully you can eventually just keep going. And eventually you'll have something that you can like hold in your hands and be proud of. Yeah, I'm feeling very attacked by that quote. <laughs> with the amount of times that I've said, oh, there's this thing getting in the way or there's that thing getting in the way and just not written. Yeah, but that is, that's like a phenomenal piece of advice. Having a word count, and I, I mean, we keep saying this, but having a word count above zero is impressive. That is something. You wrote more than you would have if you didn't try. Um, and I think despite the difference in all of our experiences, I think we would all say that giving it a try is a hundred percent worth it and something that we would very much recommend i should also say national novel writing month the not-for-profit is also a really really great organization they do a lot of work with children's education and encouraging kids to be more creative and to write their own stories and i would definitely recommend looking into their organization they do some wonderful stuff not just in november but all year long and I think I think they've got a really, really great program going. So I wanted to give them a shout out as well. And so before we go, we actually have one more announcement we'd like to make. We are very excited to be announcing our final book club pick of 2021. For the month of November, we will be reading Iron Widow by Xian Jie Zhao. And uh, a couple of our book stacked team members have actually already read this one and they really, really enjoyed it. So we're all excited to dig in and to bring you that discussion at the end of the month of November. So definitely stay tuned for that. Do you guys want to let the people know where they can find you on social media? Yeah, you can get me on Instagram at the Michael Burns. You can find me on Twitter or Instagram at Solmark, it's S-A-U-L-M-A-R-Q. Perfect. And thank you guys so much for being here today. It was really fun to talk to you about NaNo and to finally learn how to say it. That, I feel like, was a good, good progression in my life. Sorry, I, I feel bad about this. I feel like I've done something wrong here. No, I love it. I love knowing that there are many different options. <laughs> Fantastic. And thanks to all of you for listening. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter. We're at BookmarkedYA. You can also follow Bookstacked on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And if you like the show, don't forget to leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts and subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow me on Instagram at Plucky Bookmark. I hope you enjoyed the show, and we will see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.